Hi, I'm Allison Meyer, and these are my friends Alexis Cruz. Oh no! And Bailey Mount. <laughs> and this is Bad Fan Fiction Fridays, where we aim to bring you the good, the bad, and the ugly of fan fiction. Welcome back to another episode of Bad Fan Fiction Fridays, and today's subject is Leather and Lace, aka Fluff and Schmutz. So, quick disclaimer, this episode is definitely going to be not safe for work if you haven't already figured that out. So, let's get started. Alexis, tell me, what is fluff? So, uh, according to Urban Dictionary, Fluff is a fanfic which the story has no plot, only humorous or romantic nonsense. So it's it's literally just a one-shot and their selective couple in their whatever universe they choose. It, it's just really cute and lighthearted and it usually makes you feel good inside unless it's written horribly. I think tooth-achingly like, cute and sweet when it's well-written. Like It makes you feel good on the inside. Anything to add, Bailey? If it's, even if it's really poorly done, it's like that really cheap, good romance that makes you feel good. It's like a Valentine's Day card that you know is really shitty, but it makes you feel good anyway, and you wonder why. Are you, are you talking about, like, the ones where the kids give one to everyone? <laughs> and it's sad yeah. because you, you know it's not really for you, they're just doing it out of pity, but it's nice anyway. Yeah, Fluff is the commercially manufactured um, Valentine's Day fix. <laughs> One for everyone. Yes! But it's so good. I don't care if it's, it it's not real. It's good and cheap. Alright, let's move on to the fix that we've chosen for today. So, first we have Sakura Radar by Lost in, Wa Lost in Wander, which is the name of the author. It's a Cardcaptor Sakura fanfic. For those of you know, who don't know what Cardcaptor Sakura is, it's basically a anime slash manga about a young girl who has magical powers and she has to go around capturing cards, as her title entails. And so, Alexis picked this one. It's supposed to be good, so so here's the hoping. Uh, so, um, the summary is uh, Sakura's best friend, Tomoyo, uh, t makes fun of Sharon for having a quote-unquote Sakura radar, uh, which is too sharp for his own good. And the Sakura Raider is basically him sensing that Sakura is in danger or something's wrong and he runs out and tries to save the day or save her, but not in like a super heroic way. It's very subtle and it's very, very domestic in a sense where it's just cute and he's, he just, he's just looking out for his girl. Um, so anyways, this fanfiction, it's, it's an AU where they're a little bit older as opposed to the show where they're kids. So they're at the college level, and basically it's it's Sharon, Sharon freaking out about the fact that Tomio pointed out that he has a soccer radar, because he, he likes to think that he's not overprotective of her. Oh dear. And he likes, he, he knows that she's strong enough to take care of herself, but he still freaks out about it. Uh, so for example... Oh dear. So in the story, um, Tomio's teasing about teasing him about the radar more and more, to which uh, he asked so he asked Sakura about it, and uh, 
Sakura responds with, you talk like I'm too weak to handle myself. This could be further from the truth. If there was anything Sharon was very well aware of, it was the fact that Sakura was perfectly capable of protecting herself. But that wasn't quite what bothered him. I know you're not, he said, now feeling the need to defend his honor. You know I don't think that. Your ability to handle yourself is one of the reasons why I love you so much. So, you know, it's it's very cute, but he's just he, gotta defend his honor. He just needs to defend his honor. He's, he's, <laughs> he's such, like, in the show, he's a very, like, it's hard to explain. He, he's kind of spastic, but also stoic. But when it comes to Sakura, the main character, he gets very, uh... He gets flustered. Yes, very flustered easily. is a good word for that. So, so wait, so why, why is it a good fic... In terms of fluff, why why do you consider it a good fic? I consider it a good fic because it it plays with their relationship that they've been together for so long now that Sakura's able to read him and even though she knows he's feeling a bit insecure about the teasing, she still she still says like she'll love him nonetheless and she'll usually distract him with um, cues. So for example, the first time he mentioned mentions the radar and feeling insecure about it, or subtly mentioning that he's insecure about it. Uh, she just reassures him, and then she turned, they're laying down in bed together, she turns around, and then Sharon's still like lamenting in his thoughts on the bed, and you just hear her, like her voice, and she's just like, oh, you know that was a cue for, me, for you to be the big spoon, right? Aww. <laughs> yeah. See, that that's what fluff fix do. They make you go, aww. <laughs> and then he's just like, cute. And he's just like, oh, oh man, you're right. And then he just like goes and spoon her. And then the second time, it's it's a little bit more explicit, but she does the author doesn't really write about it. It's it's, it's just implied. implied. Um, but it's Sharon freaking out again, and this is while they're studying for mm-hmm. uh, their prospective majors. And Sakura Sakura is just tired, and she's just like, hey, you know, I'm I'm tired from all the club activities. I'm tired from school. I'm gonna go take a bath. And then she slowly walks away, and then Sharon's still sitting there lamenting again in his thoughts and Sakura turns around and she's just like oh so are you gonna join me or not <laughs> so like it's just really cute because she's just like shower and chill like I know I know I could protect myself I know you can protect me you can We're- protect me from the shower now let's go <laughs> <laughs> like they're, they're just a really cute couple even though he gets jealous easily or he just freaks out like the only reason so the first instance where he freaks out um, and his radar, quote unquote, goes off. It's she. She texts him in the middle of class, and she's like, "Hey, I got out of class early. Let's meet up for lunch early." And he, at first, he's like, "Oh, okay." And then, in the back of mind, he realizes, "Wait, she never gets out of class early. Something's gonna happen." So he runs out, and he finds some creepy guy trying to flirt his way to Sakura. Oh no! And Shao's just like, "Oh no!" And then, he runs up and he does the the infamous Sharon glare, where he glares. Where he glares, <laughs> he's just glaring, and then the guy leaves, and Sakura makes fun of him for it, and he's just like, "Why are you laughing?" And she's just like, "Oh, I've been on that side of the stair. It's it's not fun." Oh, but dang. You know what? Yeah, you go ahead, Sharon. Thanks. <laughs> Alright, so so that was an example of a good fic, but Alexis has also brought us a bad a bad example of a fluff fic, which is actually by the same author, Lost and Wander, um, which is entitled The Christmas Bucket List, which is also about card captor Sakura. Take it away, Alexis. So I 
I didn't find out that it was from the same author until Allison asked us for the authors, and I was really shocked because I thought this was poorly written compared to um, the Sakura Raider one, but I understand why because it states that this was published a year earlier. So I a lot can happen in a year. Yeah, a lot can happen in a year. So I'm actually very proud of this author because she improved a lot. Um, so. The premise of the story is that uh, the character Sharon he leaves back to his hometown of Hong Kong and leaves Sakura in Japan. And this is around Christmas time, so it's there's a given reason as to why he has to leave. So during this time, they decide to write each other letters to keep in touch and to make sure they're doing okay. However, the letters are very... You should just, just read one of the letters. Just go for it. Oh god. <laughs> no, this is supposed to be cute and romantic, but it kinda it kinda it falls short. Go so, for it. This is the first letter and this is from Sharon. And keep in mind There's supposed to be like ten or eleven. No no or we don't know the, the their yeah. their their age in this fic. Yeah, she she hasn't mentioned the age in this fanfic. But for the sake of the author, we're going to assume that they are still small children around ten or eleven. So December 9th, Sakura, this is Sharon writing the Sakura. I'm jotting this down quickly while I have a moment, even though I landed only a few hours ago, because I don't want you to wait too long to receive a letter, and knowing you, you probably already wrote one by now. So unsurprisingly, my sisters pounced on me the moment I stepped out of the terminal. I love Japan and being with you, but I also realized I do miss Hong Kong in some ways. When we got outside, I took off my scarf, and the first thing we ate was dim sum. <laughs> he took off his scarf and then he ate some dim sum like, come on are your letters to your significant other not that detailed like, right letters I, I text on a phone I'm like I got back I pulled off one boot and then the other <laughs> and then I laid and down my socks too I mean, like, oh dang it's getting explicit here I, I mean, can see my ankle <gasps> how could you say that we're live we're recording. Ankles, ankles, ankles. Oh, God. I mean, like, the way it's written, though, it's like he literally got out of the plane. You know, he's going down the tunnel. He takes off his scarf, and instantly there's just dim sum in front of him. And he's just like, yo, this is lit. Like, scarf, dim sum. That's how the world works. <laughs> this is this is Hong Kong. This is the true Hong Kong experience. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. So, do you have any other good examples from this fic of not good so this, writing. This is the response from Sakura. Dear Sharon, your letter made me so happy. I'm glad you also wrote to me the day you got home because you're right. I can never wait too long for a letter from you. Oh dang, he knows her so well. You know me too well. <laughs> I was right! <laughs> and I'm sure your sisters miss little Shao-kun very much. He is, as he is a very missable person. Enjoy the warmth without me while you can, and eat all the dim sum for me too. For what you said in your letter, when you get back, I shall reward you with a snuggly cuddle session oh, gosh. to keep you warm for the rest of the winter. Oh, what? Oh, that's right. That's what we always do already. Hehe. <laughs> 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 Wait, was that wrote out in the letter? <laughs> yeah. No. Because this, this chapter, at least, it's, it's all just <laughs> letters to each other. Help. I mean, I know that they're going for cute and fluffy, but like, sometimes you gotta draw a line between 
what is good and what is not and even, this was funnier than than it was like cute honestly he is a very missable he's so missable <laughs> which I, I suppose I want some snuggly cuddle sessions. Let's go. I, mean, I want. Just, I want some of that. that. Sounds gross. There's romance and then there's oh. There's <laughs> oh. Give me that sweet snuggly cuddle session. <laughs> all right. Oh. So I, I think I think we've gotten oh. all that we can out of that fic. If you want to read it, go for it. It's on. It's on archive of our own. Uh, but now we have a fic from Bailey Ooh. called All Along by. Whore Crux XX with hyphens in between. <laughs> it's a bleach fanfic, and supposedly it is a good example of fluff. I don't know. What's the pairing? The pairing is Orihime and Okeora. Oh, okay. And Interesting. He was he was a hollow, right? Like back from Around Car. Yeah. Yeah. So for from those like who don't know, Bleach is a story about <sighs> basically death reapers and they have their own society in like a different world and um Okiora is basically one of the antagonists and Orihime is like a side character who may or may not have feelings for the main protagonist but for Ichigo no she totally like no yeah that's canon no, that I don't canon. remember I haven't she read was, it in a really long time yeah like before yeah, before she before like, she was kidnapped she left a letter just for Ichigo, and she visited him, and she... Because she's super into him, but right. he's super so, oblivious. So, Ukiora, kid, or she gets kidnapped by the antagonists and taken to, to their world, and um, I'm really guessing that is the premise of... of what, what's the premise? of? Is this an AU? What's going on? This actually takes place after all of that. She isn't kidnapped anymore, and it's after spoilers, even though the series is done now and Basically, it's around forever. Yeah. Um, it's after Okeora, you know, disintegrates in front of her and their hands are reaching out in some Sistine Chapel motherfucker type thing to touch because, each other. note, the protagonist, Ichigo, goes and kicks this guy's butt and then he gets disintegrated. Moving on. Screen. on. It's very on sad. screen, it, it's very depressing. It was beautiful. What are you talking about? After it, it was a beautiful moment. The animation was beautiful. I loved it, but like, it was, also it was super, super sad. sad because like he was trying to figure out why she has so many feelings and he was like reaching out to touch her heart or whatever. Because you could tell something was going on. And then she was like reaching back because she was like, oh. I don't know what she was thinking because I don't think they actually said it, but she was just like, oh, I'm I mean, reach back. I mean, I'll fight that, but go, continue with your yeah, fanfiction. Yeah, so tell us about this fanfic. So it takes place after that, and somehow he has come back from being disintegrated, and he is a human now. Because no one ever really dies. But he also has a hollow form that kind of resembles that giant winged creature he was before he was disintegrated. So basically Ichigo. Yeah, there you go. But he comes back, and he tries to pretend that he doesn't know her at first because he's human now and he doesn't know how to deal with his human emotions. Oh, jeez. And Orihime's like, no, you do know me, so we should talk to each other. Oh, damn. And, yeah, it basically starts with her, in typical Orihime fashion, just kind of ditzing out, I guess, and accidentally walking to a different school <laughs> and seeing him there. That, okay. Uh, wh why yeah. is this a good fic, then? Because when she finally sees him, she goes, oh, hang on, I feel this thing, and I think he feels this thing, too. Can you read that part for us? Let me because, go, where is it? Um, I feel like that would be... 
if the best part of the fic, I suppose. Wow, you're really scrolling there. Oh, yeah, I'm really <laughs> scrolling. I would think this would happen towards the beginning. You if... would think so, but it's a slow burner. Oh, oh no. so for anyone out there who doesn't know what slow burn is, basically it's when the author basically says, okay, I know you want these two characters to get together, but it's going to take them forever. Because I need all the character development and to, I want to, to figure it out. Yeah. And no, slow burns can be very good, but they can also be very frustrating for the reader because holy crap, you just want these characters to get together and they are not. They are not figuring it out fast enough for, for my very slow attention span. Sometimes it just, it just, it's just a long read and you know, sometimes I catch myself falling asleep. Well, yeah. For me, it makes sense at least for these two characters because Orihime, she tries to express her feelings and she just goes about it in just kind of flat. odd ways. And Okayora was always very stoic and didn't talk very much, so it's okay. very difficult for him, obviously, since he wasn't a human at first. Right. It's totally difficult for him to try to express anything. So they run into each other and he's trying to pretend that he doesn't know her and he grabs her hand. Oh, dang. And, you know, that, of course, does very the thing. Very symbolic. And... She says, um, so when he lifted his own hand to cover hers gently, she nearly felt her heart stopping. She walks away, and she realizes that he said her name, and she starts freaking out, because he's never said her name before, he's always called her woman. Yeah. So she goes, oh, he said my name. Oh, this means something. And she gets really concerned, but she's unwilling to really think about it. I like how you're grasping your own... <laughs> Breath? Like, oh no, my heart. Just, ah, all of my heart. It's just gonna fall out. So it gets super romantic, and then towards the end, she's hanging out with, I think, Tatsuki. Mm -hmm. And she goes, So why are you and that dude eyeballing each other? I mean, it was never this bad when you were looking at Ichigo because he never looked twice at you, but this guy's ah! actually looking at you. And Orihime's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, dang. And it's just a lot of denial, and the fic doesn't end with them getting together, but it gives you a lot of promise for the possibility of a romantic relationship happening. Oh, that sucks. I think it's cute. I mean, no, that's nice. I mean, I for, them, for them, it's the best you can really do, because Okayora is, like, literally the Still personification of awkward. Oh. He's the weirdest man. And like his whole I life. Want closure. I would want an epilogue or a separate fic to finally get them <laughs> together because I would not be satisfied. I'd be so angry. No, just to let you know what he's like. He didn't have any expressions of joy at having her acknowledge his presence, but he still held her eyes directly, which was something more meaningful than any words he could have spoken. So, then, so it's well written then. Yeah, it's actually very well written because then Tatsuki goes, Whoa, how long are you going to stand there gawking, Orihime chan? And Orihime's like, I'm oh, not gawking. God. What do you mean? And this is an example of a, a good fic, guys. Oh dear. And it ends with um, her saying he had always been there all along, like he never truly disappeared. So, it's strange. Listener, please, please note that I'm giving Bailey looks of disbelief and. She's still holding her chest. and off. Because I think it's cute. Even though he literally disintegrated into dust off screen, he never truly went away. Okay. Well, I'll take your word for it being a good fic. Because I trust you, Bailey. But, but, I don't know. I don't know if I'll read that one for myself. We'll see. <laughs> That's okay. So, we have our last fic, which I found for the fluff category today. 
and it started out with promise and it's called uh domestic arrangements by demi cast it's also on archive of our own it's also set within the card captor sakura universe it's between the characters of uh sakura's older brother uh toya and his best friend yukito who long story short is technically this this angel thing but he doesn't know it until later on in the series but he doesn't know when he's an angel it's really weird you'd have to like read the entire series to understand but essentially he's two people in one so, which is what i'm getting at uh just to clarify again so when when yukito is like tired or fatigued that's when he turns into a yui right right yeah okay um and so this Thick. The summary is, things can get a little complicated when your boyfriend is two different people. Which, going into this, I was like, okay, makes sense. You know, he is two different people. I've seen these kind of fics before. I need another one in my life, so let's go for it. And uh, this is the opening... This is how I knew things were not going to go well, even though I wanted them to. It says... Yukito came into the kitchen to find Toya chopping vegetables with more force than was, in fact, strictly necessary. And then they tried to write out the Japanese version of Good Evening, except it says Konban space wa. I'm pretty sure that's supposed to be one word. He said cheerfully. And then Toya makes the noise, hmm. Toya replied and continued chopping the vegetables into very, very small pieces. If you keep that up, Yukito observed mildly, you're going to go straight through the cutting board. And then he makes another sound. Mmm. What's wrong? Who said anything was wrong? The cutting board. Oh, and then he makes another sound. Toya paused in his labors for a moment and looked down at the score marks on the wooden surface, which is actually a really well-written, you know, sentence. But only redeeming feature of this fic. Deep. Urgh he said indistinctly, because they're trying to be indistinct here. But yeah, um, and so, you know, in the tags of this fic, it said that it was going to be fluff. So I was like, okay, it's going to be fluffy. Like, maybe there's going to be some angst. But the angst in this fic is basically this. Yukito is like, listen, my the other version of myself, the angel part of me, is having sex with your dad. What? And what? Yeah, <laughs> because this is a really long story. But the dad is is the is like the reincarnation of someone that the angel loved, and so the angel, I guess, in this fic, wants to be with the dad sexually, and I guess the dad is okay with that, which is weird. Um, and it's I don't. The only fluffy part of this is that at some point they embrace. Although Toya stiffened suddenly, Yukito made an interrogatory noise as because everyone's just making noises in this fic. As Toya slowly turned, careful not to break the embrace. So they're embracing now. Oh god, this is the worst part of the fic. It's at the very end, and then Toya's just like, hey, Yuki, when they're uh, together, what do you do? And then Yukito blushed scarlet. I know, I know, Toya. <laughs> well, uh, the first time was so startling, I didn't really know what to do, he stuttered. But but now I make sure I go to sleep as soon as UA manifests, you know, for that. Oh, and then my... Ugh. 
Uh, it, it doesn't stop, honestly. Toya stared at him for a long, hard moment, then threw back his head and laughed. Gods and demons, Yuki, which I don't even know where that expression came from because they never use that in the manga. He leaned forward and kissed Yukito hard. You, perfect snow bunny. That Those all have periods after them. It's each punctuated, I don't, he buried his face in Yukito's fine silver gray hair and laughed until tears were streaming down his face. Help. Is, that, <laughs> is he okay? I don't know. Uh, I guess he's laughing. And, um, oh, and then, and then at the end, Toya grinned at him as he opened the door to their room and the predatory light in his eyes made Yukito's heart skip sideways. Uh, oh, I think that can wait for now because they want to go eat dinner. Let Tosan finish it. Then we'll give him Yue for the rest of the night. Toya kissed Yukito again, more gently as he laid him on the bed. And remember, he purred. No peeking. <laughs> I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> like, even if this was a fandom I, I recognized and was a part of, I'd still be uncomfortable. It's it's just very wild. It's got all the bad stuff. It's got the purring, the typing out of noises. The Burr. Burr. Uh, I know, I know. I know, I know. Kanban. Kanban. What? You know, like, you've you heard of that dish, right? The Kanban? No. I, I totally want to make it. I'm pretty sure that's what Toya was making. And then, for some reason, I think the author wanted to, to elongate when Yukito says Toya's name, but she put a dash... Between the T-O and the Y-A, even though there's supposed to be you in there, but whatever. And it, it's two, yeah. Two, yeah. Two, dash, yeah. And yeah. so when you read it, it's just like, two, yeah. You want U-A to be happy, don't you? <laughs> so, are you trying to tell me that the only fluffy part in this fanfiction is that is they the hug? Wings? I was going to say is the wings, because there's an angel. No, he's a, he doesn't even turn, he no, doesn't no, even no, have, no. The, an, the angel doesn't even pop out in this what fic. The Okay. There's nothing fluffy except for the part where they hug at the end. Maybe the fluff is just the conversation. Maybe the fluff is the friends we made along the way. <laughs> but yeah, so so sometimes I think people may not understand what fluff is when they tag these things. And it's funny because the person also tagged it as humor, one shot, and then I'm going to hell. <laughs> Which, for writing this because it's so bad, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe she predicted it. Or maybe they predicted it. Excuse me. <laughs> I mean... Oh, dear. So then what makes a good fluff fanfiction? Oh. I mean... It's hard to say because obviously all this stuff is subjective. But um, I think it just... There is an emphasis on it needing to be well-written. I think any good fic needs to be well-written. But fluff as a category, it just... It has to be sweet, obviously. Some sort of like cuddling needs to happen because that's like that's like everything that a fluff fic is. It's it's happy goodness rainbows all around for everybody. I, I want rainbows for everybody. So many rainbows, guys. Like hugging and like cute like glances at the significant other or whatever. Spooning. Yeah, spooning. Like it's 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 soft. Like stuff that you'd want from any relationship, Maybe you know? Something's wrong with me then, because you saying all that's just making my teeth hurt. Yeah, that's also kind of the goal of fluff is to make your teeth hurt, because it's so sweet. No, I want to go to the dentist, and he's gonna tell me, "Listen, you got like six cavities. What you need you to stop doing? reading this fluff, <sighs> man. You need to stop sinning. Ow. Oh, <laughs> it's not man. even sinning. This stuff is so like 
it's it's pure, you know? It's the purest form of fic, I feel like. It's, like, always existing in perpetual Valentine's Day. Yeah. <laughs> and sometimes that's that's something you want to read. But, oh. Like the ones that make you go, oh. And exactly. Because it just makes like, you so happy. Oh. You want your two people to be together. And then when they are, it just makes you so happy on the inside. I need to read good fanfiction again. Yeah, I need fiction. That's what this podcast is for. Yeah. Help me, because there's no good Undertale fanfiction. And everyone who's listening, there's no good Undertale fanfiction. So if you're if you're listening and you're into the Undertale fandom, write Bailey some good fanfiction. Or maybe prove me wrong. Help me find some, please. Please. <laughs> but oh dear. So now we're gonna we're gonna transition into the second half. The other half of Oh fandom is is smut fix. Alexis, tell me. <laughs> After she finishes laughing, tell me what is a what's a smut fic? What's smut? So, according to Urban Dictionary, there's two definitions that warm my heart. Um, the first definition or the top definition is yummy erotic fiction or art. Yummy. Bailey, was that necessary? It's yummy. <laughs> and then okay. And then the second definition is. Uh, Graphic sex either in a book, fanfiction, fanart, etc. But what makes this the most hilarious definition is the description or example. It's, mmm, I like yummy yaoi smut. <laughs> that yummy smut! <laughs> so yum! <laughs> All the yum. <laughs> okay, well, if it wasn't not safe for work before, then it's really not safe for work now. So, um, here we go. So, Bailey, tell oh, me. Oh, God, are we starting with mine? No, oh, no, okay. <laughs> no. <sighs> Chill. I just, I wanted to ask you, what do you think makes a good smut fic? Well, for me, what makes a good smut fic is it really being tasteful. Because I feel like to a certain point, smut fics can turn into PWP, which in this case is just porn without plot. And it's exactly what it sounds like. It's just porn it's really crass it's really explicit and if you want that just you can go on a porn site or you can go on literotica because they have some pretty good porn stories so really i feel like if you're looking for a good smut fic it should be tasteful and shouldn't just be an all-out grind fest between like two characters you like i mean unless it's what you want there's there's no shame in that this is what you want yeah no we're not shaming it's just for me when i look for good smut I still want there to be some sort of plot, plot and some sort of, I don't know, that, that, grace to it. I guess, like, the smut is the result of good character development. Yeah. Alright. Even then, just even written from the character's point of view, like, all characters aren't going to constantly refer to a penis as a dick. <laughs> like, some characters would never say dick, and for a character to just keep saying dick... See, it's even making me uncomfortable. <laughs> but, but then, you know, some people can go out of their way to come up with really weird words for genitals. Yeah, like a Johnson. Phallus. A package. Oh, the package. Oh, rod. I read rod. Meat. Oh, yeah. Meat rod. The hot Meat rod is the hot rod. <laughs> oh, dang. Oh. There are so many different words. Too many. But I think package is the one I came across most, like, 2008, 2009. 2000, early 2000s. 
Um, but let's go on to our examples. Once again, we have Alexis, this time dabbling in the Yu-Gi-Oh! fandom. Here's an example of what I hope is a good schmutz fic called Mirror Mirror by... I don't know how to pronounce this, but it's A-O-N-A Lion. And it's a Joey Kaiba slash fic. What, what is the premise of this fic, Alexis? So the premise of the fic is Kaiba being the rich CEO millionaire he is. He opens yet another amusement park, Kaiba Land. And of course, Yugi and his whole gang of friends go there because for some reason they like to bother Kaiba even though they all collectively know that Kaiba hates them. <laughs> so they go anyways. And then somehow, in some way, uh, Kaiba's little brother, Mokuba, gets lost in the music park. His, the, the music park his brother makes. So Joey finds him, and then Kaiba gets all like angsty because it's Joey and he hates Joey. Um, like they, in the series, it's well known that they have a very <laughs> Wheeler. Yeah, they have a very antagonistic relationship. Nice deck of cards. <laughs> nightmare about the dog costume. Oh yeah, there's there's plenty of fanfics about that, but that's not <laughs> this one. <laughs> but anyways, they start fighting and somehow they end up in like those mirror fun houses. Oh, okay. But hence the name hence mirror the, mirror. Hence the name mirror mirror. But they oh, end up, they end up in front of a mirror like a plain mirror and they see themselves in the reflection and like Kaiba is like holding uh, Joey's wrist. Um, as if he's about to, like, pull him or, like, yell at him. Mm -hmm. But then they just, like, stare at each other in the mirror. And then she, uh, the author goes up into this very, uh, descriptive form. And... Just go for it. Give it, give it to us. Let me go to the first, this is the first chapter, too, where, like, they're just looking... Oh, it's a, it's a chapter fic? Yeah, it's okay. like a, it's like a series, it's a short series, it's, like, 13 chapters. This is on fanfiction.net, so this is pretty old. Um, where Too is old. It? <laughs> Too old. And if you don't know what Yu-Gi-Oh is, it's pretty mainstream. Just Google it. You'll get the general gist, I would hope. I think it's also important to point out that it's like the demographic is like preteens. Yeah, I know. Preteen I mean, our demographic is those preteens who grew up and are now us. Oh. So. <laughs> no, I mean the demographic for Yu-Gi-Oh! is still like adolescents. Oh, that's true. Oh. I, I always forget that they're still making oh, Yu-Gi-Oh! No, yeah, there's some series. A movie just came out like two days ago. Oh, yeah. Um, so in this specific fanfic, they use Joey Wheeler's Japanese name, which is Jonoichi. Uh, so here's a little clip. Make no mistake, both Kaiba and Jononoichi had seen themselves in the mirror several times before, the former more often than the latter, but this was the first time they were together, and it was an odd experience. They were standing right there next to each other, Kaiba's hand still around Jonoichi's wrist, and it looked so wrong. Kaiba slowly lessened his grip, but didn't let go entirely. Jonoichi lowered his hands, but Kaiba still hung on to him. Both of them straightened up a bit, st standing crouched like they that. Oh, excuse me. Standing crouched like that looked really bad for their posture. And then Kaiba, the perfectionist, <laughs> made the first move. He saw Jonoichi's jacket was all wrinkly and it bugged the living hell out of him. So he reached out and straightened it. Jo Jonoichi let him, but neither of them stopped looking into the mirror. Jonoichi, on the other hand, even though it was fairly dark in there, could see a few strands of hair sticking out from Kaiba's otherwise perfect hairstyle. <laughs> he reached out and gently brushed them aside. There, that looked better. This is an example of a good one? Well, I thought it was good because I'm a loser. 
<laughs> I thought it was just really cute because it's like, this is like, I don't know why, but for some reason, this is the first time they're actually looking at each other in a non-hostile way. They're just like, oh yeah, you know, this is us. So, so where does the smut come into play? So the smut doesn't come in until chapter 7. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it's which, a slow burner, it, it, It's a slow burner. Don't kill me. Um, and the title is called Waking Up Together. So I honestly don't remember how they ended up being in the same house. Or like, but it happened somehow coming so, from the mirrors. So, somehow they started talking and there's a relationship slowly forming because of the mirrors. But anyways, I would. I don't know if I should consider. Is this really that well written? I thought it was good. Okay. Or is it just the content that is good, not necessarily the prose? <laughs> because I'm I'm having doubts right now. I'm sorry. I would just like to point out that Joey's Japanese name kind of sounds like Waluigi. <laughs> <laughs> no! How dare you! <laughs> I'm trying to be the good. <laughs> no! And I can't take it seriously anymore. To be fair, it's very hard to find tasteful, tasteful smut fix. This is why I'm clinging on, but y'all, y'all judging we're me. We're all trying to, we are <laughs> judging you. There was that you. one Hinata Kakashi one, but I couldn't find it. Oh, dang. And for the purposes of this podcast, I did not feel it was appropriate. Oh, dear. <sighs> oh, God. We're, okay, I'm trying to find the part. Really, kids, it's they, these chapters aren't that long, but I'm just like it's because these paragraphs are pretty thick. <laughs> two C's. Okay. Oh God. So this is this is Kaiba doing the action right now. His hand went from brushing away the strand to cu- cupping Jonoichi's cheek, slowly rubbing circles on his skin. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Wax on, wax on, wax on, wax on. Man. Oh, this is funny. Please continue. Uh, Jonoichi lifted his free hand and placed it at the nape of Kaiba's Kaiba's neck. The space between them lessened, their breaths sped up, their eyes fell shut, and then their lips met. And And then it didn't matter what... Oh, this is bad. Never <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean it's bad? Like, it's this, gonna be the way, was No, the way it, it, it's, it's written. written okay. Because I, I never noticed this before. And then it didn't matter worth a damn that only a few weeks ago this had been his sworn enemy. Nor did the fact that it was another boy. <laughs> boy! Boy! <laughs> boy! <laughs> Kaiba almost whimpered at the rush of emotions overflowing him. The whimpers are back. Oh, God. <laughs> All that existed that moment was soft lips on even softer lips, naked skin, silk hair, and irregular breaths. Oh god. Why are you flicking your tongue? (laughs) (laughs) Bailey! Oh, Alexis, no. Reading this out loud, I'm like turning red, and this is just like, oh no. But like, (laughs) it's cause this is, I think we thought, you thought this was a good pick. And maybe, then it maybe wasn't. It's, maybe it's secretly bad. I don't know. It can't be secretly bad. <laughs> I, re- I refuse to call this bad because once upon a time I think I might have cried to this, but this was like five years ago. I mean, yeah. Well, that's how I'm justifying some of my fanfiction choices. <laughs> yeah, this not is the one true. that's coming up. Never. But all right. Well, I think we've had enough of this. This good thick. Oh, you should wait for the bad one. That one's even worse. <laughs> let's let's move on to 
the bad fix. I don't know. Who's going first, her or me? She, you're going first, Bailey. So, <laughs> actually, we could have, since Alexis has another Yu-Gi-Oh fic, which is apparently worse than the one we just it, heard. It is, just trust me. <laughs> it's called The Mythology Set by Reisbar Ukami, um, which is another Joey Kaiba yeah. fic. Tell us about it. So, this author, she's... She's well known for writing very smutty Kaiba Joey fanfictions. Like if you if you look at her profile on fanfiction.net, they have her reviews are in the thousands. Because okay. that's Whoa. that's how popular, popular she is. Yeah. And, well, and she's also been writing, writing. them for a long time. Hmm. I I don't know if she's still going, but the last time she updated, I think it might have been 2013 or so. Um, so the mythology set is a collection of one shots. They're usually different situations, so AUs, of the two characters. So, one that's really bad, and appropriately named, the chapter is called Horny. Yeah, they get straight to it. <laughs> it gets right to it. So, in this in this one shot, uh, Kaiba is a demon, so he has horns and a tail and, like, dragon wings, I believe. Oh, dear. <laughs> he lives in a cave, and Joey's just, like, a lone villager, and... The point of this chapter, the story, is that he's trying to get a horn from Kaiba so that the witches could use it in their potions so that they could heal his uh, dying or ale village. So yeah, um, they go up, or Joey, they go up, yeah. Um, <laughs> Joe, so Joey ends up there as per usual because that's their relationship in the show too they fight and then it gets too violent and then kaiba accidentally knocks him out okay. yet somehow it leads to sex which is very interesting <laughs> all right i mean the whole thing with him being kind of a dragon is i I'm like, alexis oh dear it's like i don't want to read through it to understand why they started having sex but it's i'm just gonna he's all dragon he's just part dragon he's just part dragon he's all he still has just all of his dragon. bits to have sex, I would assume. Uh, and wings. I'm like cringing from and like wings. reading this. Okay, I'm not even Just give it. us an example of how bad it is. Seeing the boy's mouth falling open, the brunette raised an eyebrow. Unable to help his tail twitching in agitation as he saw the pink tongue lick at his lips. Without thinking, he slipped two fingers in the no. blonde's mouth. <gasps> he was unable to suppress the surprising shudder of pleasure up his spine. No. The no. human's mouth was so hot. He wanted nothing more than to feel more of that heat, to have the warm saliva coating other more intimate parts of his body. I'm gonna throw up. So I'm, I'm gonna stop there because it, it gets more and more explicit. Explicit? Oh god. Yeah. So this this is just the first like because it's a, a collection. Sometimes she'll continue these stories even though they're just supposed to be one shots. So I I I've, feel unclean. Yeah. I remember in the second chapter. So in the second chapter of, of this universe of the horny chapter or story, I guess it gets even worse. I'm not gonna read it out loud, but basically what happened was that at one point. Kaiba was fucking Joey with his tail. I, I clearly remember this. Okay. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> so th this this is an example of bad smut. It's just it's just porn bad porn. all over. It, it tries to have a plot, but it's just porn. Oh, horny's a pun because he has dragon horns. Yeah, yeah, he has dragon horns, and and because he was trying to get the horn for the potion. Because they're horny. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah. 
And because they're just horny and they end up fucking. <laughs> oh, jeez. All right. Well, I think we've had enough of Alexis's fanfics for today. Let's let's go on to our final fic, which Bailey provided us with so kindly. Oh, God. Okay, so it's called Tests by Kit Kat Italica. It's on fanfic.net. It's a Batman Joker fic. I am so sorry. Uh, t- tell us what it tell us what it's about, Bailey. It's not about anything. It's about them. It's about Batman suddenly snapping one night in the most un-Batman-like way possible. And just so already from, yeah. from the start, is out of character, and then he's just like, I need to have some hot sex and with the Joker. And when that happens, he goes, oh no, I might actually be in love with my archenemy. And then it's just about them actually falling in love, even though their relationship just started off with lots of it, angry hate sex. Is, is this supposed to be the continuation of the killing joke? Because you know how they were just laughing at them? Maybe they just fucked right after. <laughs> <laughs> That comic was so messed up. I don't want to think about those sort of things. I also want to point out that the author's note says, Happy belated Heath Ledger Day. I'm sorry I couldn't finish this in time for his 32nd birthday, but I got it out as soon as I could. So it'll have to be a belated celebration, because what better way to celebrate the life and work of one of the greatest actors of our time than by having one of his most colorful characters have hot gay sex with said character's soulmate. So Smiley face emoji. So the, oh, God. The, the quote-unquote face claim of these characters, it's supposed to be Heath Ledger and then Christian Bale. Yeah, it's the Batman Begins people. Oh, no. Oh, yes. Oh, no. Which means the Joker doesn't have, like, the permanently bleached skin. It's just makeup. So at the end of the <laughs> chapter, once they get all the hate fucking out of their system. They like go somewhere and there's candles and they have gentle sex and Batman wipes off the Joker's face makeup to see what he looks like underneath. You would think he would lick it off if no because of how bad this sounds. No. <laughs> give no. us give us some some prime examples of just go. Okay. This this is the first sentence. I remember the first time I fucked you. Well the first time I chose to fuck you. I mean, at least there was what consent. Is that, what is that implying? That before there w- there was a lack of consent? What's going on? Um, I think, actually, yes, it... <laughs> I think oh, God. So. Because, um, yeah. I don't know, he got pissed about something, and then it says, Before I knew it, the calculated decision was made. I stripped you to your skin and cuffed your wrist behind your back. Calculated! Oh, no! Calculated decision! Barely taking the time to, and then it just... Oh god. There's lack of actual lubrication in this fic so much to the point when there is actual lubrication, Batman weeps. <laughs> Wait, so who who's sticking it in who? Oh, it's like a back and forth. Okay, okay. so it's alright. Like Interesting. Oh, oh Bailey. <laughs> really? Mm. Okay. So give us um is there any? Oh yeah, and then when Batman realizes they're falling in love, God have mercy on us both. No, God have mercy on everyone else. They'll need it. They'll deserve it more than we ever could. Oh. <laughs> uh... And there was the part he was reading you. What was it? The the one where he's. The one where he was like, we are each other's whore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you need to read that one out loud, please. Here we go. Okay. Oh. Here's the here's the sentence before it. You'd bind me in the most inhumane of fashions, laughing yourself silly as you rode me into the night. While I screamed your name. By the way, the name he's screaming is Joker in this. 
Like, the Joker starts calling him Bruce because he somehow finds out he's Bruce. But it's just Batman screaming Joker. <laughs> so the whole time. Oh, man. Yeah. Oh, God. We were each other's whores and maybe still are, lending our favors to each other exclusively for no one else can afford the steep price to be paid for our services. <laughs> uh... So tell me, what do you, whose voices do you hear this in when, when you read it? I hear this in Christian Bale's shitty Batman voice. Oh, wonderful. What about Joker? Joker. Uh, I hear the Heath Ledger one, which makes it worse. But Heath, the Heath Ledger Joker barely, like, even speaks. Mm, There's barely any speaking. It's just Batman narrating. So, so it's all in Batman's point of view. Yeah. Yeah. But, <laughs> oh god. See, and it sounds like it's actually Too written bad. kind of well. It sounds like it's written kind of well, but then you get to this part and it goes, Congratulations, Joker, you brought the Batman down by making him fall in love with you. I hope you're happy. I'm not. I know, I'm fucking ecstatic. Hi, even. Just thinking about you. That sounds so petty, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ecstatic. Oh, jeez. And he, sh- he somehow he shows up at Wayne Manor. And he has candles everywhere. This is the Joker, and he's like, oh, yeah. He actually says, I'm going to make the sweetest love to you. And Batman goes, yeah, I'm for it. <laughs> what about Alfred? Who's Alfred? What about Alfred? <laughs> Alfred's just going, it's none of my concern. I'm going to hide away in the Batcave, please. Yeah. No, he basically walks in, and the Joker's just there, like, draw me like one of your French girls, Bruce. <laughs> and he goes, okay. So, drawing with the Siemens. Ah. ah, let's just know. Ah, I've been put through enough today. No. Speaking of being no. put through enough, I think we've run out of time. So stay tuned for. There's more fingers and mouths. <laughs> oh God! <coughs> just stay tuned, and thanks for listening. Why are there always fingers and mouths? Thank you for listening to Bad Fan Fiction Fridays. To listen to more episodes, check us out on iTunes or any of your favorite podcast apps. As the title says, this podcast updates every Friday during the semester. Our multimedia manager is Allison Meyer. Music in this episode is from the YouTube Audio Library. This has been a Union Weekly production. Please follow us on Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Union Weekly.